This episode of the Be Real podcast is brought to you by Amina Altai Coaching. Amina Altai is a leadership and mindset coach to high achieving women who are ready to take their work and lives to the next level. She helps you break free of people pleasing, perfectionism, and poverty mindset to claim your purpose, find peace, power, and prosperity. She has been called the fairy godmother of careers. She is an expert in residence for Entrepreneur Magazine. She has shared her wisdom in goop.com, NBC, and more. If you're ready to connect to your purpose, release perfectionism, and free yourself of imposter syndrome, use the code BEREAL, a value of $150, and schedule your free clarity call with Amina. Email Haley at AminaAltai.com to schedule your session today. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm Diana Gasparoni. I'm a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her Programs. I am Ednisha Salisbury. I am a therapist, speaker, trainer, and co-creator of Black Woman Be Whole. Each week, we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps. If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch, and get real. Welcome back to the Be Real podcast. This is Anisha, and my co-host Diana is here with me. Another Friday hey, in New York hey, City. Hey, hello. It is another Friday in New York City. It's feeling like fall as we yes, officially fall. Today. When it when it's like fifty, yeah, it's fall. But it's still I, nice for a brisk walk. Like I took a good walk yesterday. It was nice. It was nice. I turned my heat on. Oh yeah, on? it's that time. Yeah. 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 Like it's a hard thing. It's a big decision to make. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yesterday we got new windows. Anyway, we had to get two new windows. We had to get two windows replaced. Mm -hmm. One of them was held up for since we've moved in. Wow. Three years ago with a stick. Um, Nice. (laughs) So I'm hoping, (laughs) yeah, it was really nice. I was super psyched. I'm hoping that it's going to help with our heat bill this winter. I hope so. I um, hope so. I don't know. I, uh, la- I don't know if I told this story, but to like last year, I guess or the year before I had somebody come and check our heat mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was like, it's always cold in here. I think there's something wrong with the thing and blah, 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 blah. And he looked at me and started laughing because we have really high ceilings. And he's uh-huh. like, your heat's not on high enough. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you got to put it up to like 72 or 73. Because heat rises. I was like, oh, and we have a ceiling fan so we can turn yeah. it the other way, like the whole thing. So in case my mom's listening, I've are, because you know that she likes to listen, I've already <laughs> discussed this with her, that I okay. have, like, this is a thing. 
I grew up in New England where it's cold, way colder than it is in New York, but we always kept the thermostat on like the highest we could put the thermostat up was 68. Like that was, that's not very high. (laughs) No, it was always cold, but we were from New England and we were like, we could tough it out. We're used to it. So like, you just put it, you just put a coat on. Right. Like put a sweater in the on. house. Okay. Just wear another sweat, wear another layer. Who right? cares about quality of life? <laughs> it was, but you didn't notice it. Right. And so then I moved to New York and I lived in like the wildly overheated apartment where you had to oh like my open gosh. the window. <laughs> my, like, my the window open. I was like, what? So then I would go, then like, I started to get acclimated to that. Right. right? So then I would go home and like, I wasn't in charge of my own heat. So then I would go home, right? The building was in charge. And then like you had the radiators right. bang, 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 bang. When the heat comes on, let, 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 and you're like, oh, it lets yeah. you know I'm here. <laughs> let this, the sound of winter, here it comes. <laughs> and so then I would go home to see my parents around Christmas time. And it would be so cold in their house. And I'd be like, I can't, I can't possibly sleep here in this cold. How can you expect that of me? <laughs> so there would be like this whole thing. And we would turn the heat up just a little bit because it was Christmas time. It's like a little, like a little present. A little bit. Okay. And then I moved out of those apartments that had the heat with bang, 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 yes. bang, bang. And then I was in charge of my own heat again. I mean, how high did you go then, right? Like so <laughs> above 68, just a little bit. I went to 70. Oh gosh. And I thought I was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But now in this apartment that we live in now, I happen to have 14 foot ceilings. Didn't dawn on me that this was going to be an issue. Right. So it was, I mean, it was cold in there. And I'm like, <laughs> it's on 70 degrees. And like, there would be like the argument, like you can turn the heat up. I'm like, no, babe, we can't turn the heat up. It's on 70. And neither one of us, this is the first time owning an apartment and the first mm-hmm. time having, being responsible for the heat. For your own heat. <laughs> so, and it's a friend of his that does the heat for us. So he's like looking at us, like, turn yeah. it up. <laughs> And I literally was like, I don't like looking over my shoulder. Like the conditioning is real. Like, am I going to get in trouble if I turn up the heat? And, you know, I have lived on my own now longer than I lived with my parents (laughs) for sure, for sure. But it's so interesting what you bring with you into adulthood and like that you don't know when it's going to happen. Like, and I really like had a little look-see I even got on the group text and was like <laughs> I just turned my I just turned my heat up to 74 because it was cold out yeah and there was like a what wow I know as soon as I go to a hotel I turn the heat on as soon as I hit the hotel room because you heat have the bang 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 to 74 you? I need it toasty up in here I'll turn it down, but I'm, I I can never get the perfect temperature in a hotel room. I'm either too hot or too cold. I'm yeah, never no. comfortable. And you can't get the windows never. open because it's, right. hotel. it's so, all bad. Yeah, it's all I bad. I agree. I agree. But at night, I can't sleep if it's hot. So I have to right. shut it all down, right? And turn on all the fans. It's like the Sahara in my bedroom. Like, because again, the heat, right? Like, so I have the windows open all the time and I still have the AC on sometimes in the winter because it's just that hot. The heat is just that powerful. It is hot, hot in it's a New York hot. apartment. 
you have you have the radiators, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the old school ones, but yeah. Oh, all oh, yeah. the apartments I had had the old school ones except for this one. Yeah, no, not the old school. I had the baseboards at the yeah. I mean, I can't, but yeah. So the heat's on because it was just. I mean, I left. I'm not home right now, but I left Monkey at home with his hoodie on, and. Um, he is Come cute, on. guys. He had his little orange hoodie on at the office the other day. He was running around. He he's so cute though. The orange hoodie, I loved it. I really did. I know he. Does he was greeting people at the door the other day. Yeah, he was on it. He, meet and greet. Comes he was to the a meet door, and say greet hi, dog. And yeah. he will then. Um, my favorite because I did not teach him how to do this because he's been coming to the office with me since he was seven weeks or or whatever nine weeks old is the look he gives like a look over the shoulder if you haven't like moved quick enough like mm-hmm. hello you're here for me to pick you up and make sure that you get to the couch right like a look of like let's go uh yeah it's a very good system we have going but right now he's home he's home okay. chilling we're having a little we're trying to break the separation anxiety got it See if you can be okay i don't know who has it more me or him but so is it time is it time? Are we, we going to move into the episode? No. Are, are we ready to get interviewed? Like, is that you're like, are we interview ready? me today, right? Like this is my, my, my turn to talk about my first time on the couch. Okay. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready. All What's right, Diana. What is it? What's the first question? Okay. Give me a minute. Let me get ready. Okay. okay. Um, All right. All right. I'm ready. You know I'm going to move the questions around a little bit. We're going to go right into it. Oh. I want to know what brought you to therapy, but before that, I want to know, was there anything off limits in your mind when you went to therapy? I want to start there. Just get it out. Were you ready to go like full on? I'm telling you everything, all of oh, it. Oh yeah. Was there anything I was, I, I pretty sure I flooded in, uh, well, I, uh, I shopped, I did the thing. I shopped, I looked around to find somebody and flooded in every session. Everyone. Open. Yeah, I, I mean, I it. was like, I had a lot on my mind. <laughs> a lot. So there was, no, there wasn't anything off limits. Unlike the way that I sometimes can't talk about things on the podcast. I knew mm-hmm. my mother wasn't listening when I was in my therapy session. Okay. Like, I can pretty much talk about anything. And I, um, I was super cute. Well, I mean, I was sad, uh, but um, at the time, uh, but I had a lot that I wanted to figure out. Like, I really wanted to figure out how, why I felt so bad. Okay. Um, not how I got like, my, you know, in general, it wasn't so bad, but, um, like I was also like the re do you want, can I say why I went? Are you going to ask me? No, go for it. What brought <laughs> you to therapy, Diana? <laughs> okay. Cause it's kind of important. I think it's important in the telling of, of the world's flooding. Yeah. So I was. I had just broke, I had just been broken up with, I was Ooh. like, yeah. I like I the way was, you put it. I, yeah. You were broken up with. Yeah, you didn't I, just say I had a breakup. No, I was like, we're making sure like, that we know where the responsibility lies in the story. Okay. I was, I, broke- well, no, I was broken up with, but it, in my, it, I, I should not have been in the relationship to begin with. So, okay. Uh, live and learn. But like, I knew it was going to happen. I like, 
I was home and I mm-hmm. said to my roommate, she was like, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going to meet. Oh, we <laughs> talked about him, Larry LaRocca. I'm going to meet LaRocca over on, um, where yeah, do we go? a cool name. Okay, go ahead. It's a good name. It was a good name. It was a good name. Can't, I can't, I don't lie. know if you wanted to be Diana LaRocco, but I did know. not want to be <laughs> LaRocca. Can you imagine? I could have hyphenated it. <laughs> I could like all of it together. Anyway, that, um, I want, I was in the East village. I'm trying to remember there was a real Odessa. That's where I went. I went to this Polish restaurant to meet him okay. on Avenue A. And Mary was like, where are you going? I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to meet my boyfriend who's going to dump me tonight. It's going to break up it. with me. Yeah, I knew. Okay. All right. We're not going to get into that. We stay, we're keeping it focused about your first time therapy. Go ahead. Yeah. And now I want to know more, but okay, go ahead. And then, um, like I intuitively knew, and then he told me and he, I was right. Okay. But in like the way that he told me, he wasn't just like, it wasn't just like, oh, this isn't working out. It's, I met somebody that I like more than you and I'm Damn. done with you. And I was like, what just happened? What? Like my hat, like it went like so fast. I was like, what wow. just happened? You were just spinning. And I went home Okay. and my roommate, Mary at the time. And I was like, well, I was right. And that sucked. like it wasn't just like uh it was brutal and then I was like how did I get in a relationship with somebody who would talk to me that way because before that I had had a long-term partner boyfriend boyfriend early 20s who was adorable lovely loving wonderful beautiful man in case you're listening, you are a lovely, beautiful man. He knows, you know who you he knows, he, he knows, knows who you are. he knows, he was great. I thought I was like, how the fuck did this happen? And I was like, this is terrible. Okay. And I couldn't get over it. And I don't know if it was the breakup I couldn't get over. Like mm-hmm. if I couldn't get over him or I mm-hmm. couldn't get over the, how horrible it was to be told by somebody that you were in a relationship with that they found somebody better than you. I mean, those, that was, that was his language, like better than you. And I was like, my roommate at the time was in therapy and she's like, maybe you need to see a therapist. And I was like, a what? She's like, it it might work for you. And, and it was like such a big transition at the time. Like I had left, I would, I worked in retail for 10 years and I had left Mm -hmm. that I had left that career and didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was working at a gym and waiting tables at night and okay. um, was just trying to like figure it out. I hadn't graduated, like I had an associate's degree, but I had kept like trying to go back to college and finish my degree and it wasn't working and I kept dropping out. And- so you was really just trying to figure out life. Yeah. Like, where like, I am I, where am I, where am I going? What's going I on? What's couldn't, and I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't figure it out. And I just kept getting like, I kept, what I kept doing was quitting. Like mm. it wasn't like, I, there was like, I would quit a job. I would quit school. I would just like quit. So now we're noticing patterns. Yeah. Before and you even got to therapy, you're like, Hey, before I, even got here's to, a pattern. I, would just, I would just quit. And I, um, and I had a really hard time being acknowledged for accomplishments. Like if I had mm-hmm. done something well, like I couldn't take it in. I remember getting, uh, 
two of my bosses sat me down once together and they were giving me, they were giving me a raise and a promotion. And I was convinced I was getting fired and I was crying the whole time. And they were like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And that was all just sort of like within a couple years of Mm -hmm. like this. And so therapy seemed like the, I mean, I'll try anything. I just want to feel a little bit better. Um, not even feel better. I don't even think feel better was what I was looking for. I was looking to understand how, why I was crying so much Mm -hmm. and how come I couldn't or wouldn't like, it wasn't like, it's not like I'm dumb. So it's like, how come I can't get to where I not just should be, but where I want to be. Okay. And so then I, uh, I stumbled around. I know I've told this on the podcast before because I found my therapist in a phone book. Yes, you have told that before. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In that, uh, I went to a bunch of different ones. Mm -hmm. Um, You was an interviewer? I was an interviewer. Well, Mm -hmm. it was really important. It wasn't an interview as much as it was a feeling. Like I was really looking for somebody that I felt comfortable with. And I was so vulnerable at the time. Um, and really raw and really trying to figure things out. And I remember people asking me too many questions. Okay. And in those too many questions, I felt like, like hurt, like my ego, like it, it hurt my soul. So I was like, yeah, no. And then I found this one woman, Barbara Stone, ninth and fifth. (laughs) Okay. Barbara, Barbara's not there anymore because I passed her building and I looked for her plaque and she had this very soothing room. Mm-hmm. And she didn't really ask me any questions. She just let me talk and asked me when I wanted to come back. And I was like, okay. It was on the couch, which I liked because I didn't have to see her. Okay. And uh, I got to lay there under a blanket and I do like to snuggle. Oh. And I went three times a week. I was instantly in analysis. And as we all know, which I have also said multiple times, I'm a one trick pony. Like it worked for me. I, why do I have to keep trying anything else? I don't. Thank you very much. I, le- I like this. This works. I'm good. So were you surprised about the topics that came up? Like the things that you would talk about, the things that you felt um, maybe that you wanted to see change in, or just the things that you felt like was important that you wanted to talk about? Um, I did. I did. I don't, I mean, now I'm, uh, I have more understanding and more sophistication or, and mm-hmm. more, uh, empathy for my parents. And I think mm-hmm. at the time I didn't realize how much their expectation or my feelings towards them, their feelings towards me that are like whatever I made up in my head, uh, were affecting my day to day. And I mm-hmm. think being able to parse that out and look at, uh, all of the family dynamics and where I saw myself in the ro- my own role there and really identify my own feelings, my own sense of self was, uh, you know, and I was, was the, what I got the most at the beginning. Like I was mm-hmm. really, it was, it was really interesting because I had moved, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a small town, but it's not like, it's not in New time. York, <laughs> not New York. And I moved to New York pretty much a year out of high school, not pretty much a year out of high school. (laughs) It was clear. And, um, I didn't know anybody. I came here to go to school, but I went Mm -hmm. to a really small school. So it's like, like I lived on campus or we had any of that, uh, 
I didn't have that experience. Okay. I made good friends, but it was a lot. Like I, I did, I was, it was a lot and I, um, I loved it, but I was okay. a little wild too, to be clear. <laughs> just going to leave it at that. Um, um, what did you think of Barbara? Like when you met her, did it feel like more of like a personal relationship you had with her or was it felt, did it feel very professional? Um, yeah. What did you think of her? I, um, I was really, I wasn't that curious about her to be okay. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can own my narcissism. Um, <laughs> I was really it was about like you I, and only you. And it was about me and only me. Um, I think she made me feel it was I felt very safe in her room. I felt okay. that she was there to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't necessarily that she was like so comforting mm-hmm. it wasn't like but I do remember um I remember talking about wanting to be held or or what it would feel like for her to be hug me or something like I, that mm-hmm. seems familiar I can totally see her room right now in the back of my mind and just like being able to put those types of feelings into words so okay. that I, um, I could just experience like internally experience the warmth of a hug from her, even if she wasn't hu- actually hugging me. And she was the more, I mean, I saw her, I didn't see her for that long. I mean, I saw her for like three years, not that okay. long. I mean, not in my world of long. Right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but she really got me on a good, on a path. Like Mm -hmm. she really, like, I went back to school while I was seeing her. I started at NYU and quickly realized that that didn't make any sense that um, I wasn't going to be able to afford it or it it was two things. It was the affordability and also that I was too easily distracted. No, a little note, nod to the, I was a little bit wild, little nod (laughs) over there, um, that being in my environment that I had created in on my own as an adult, adult, mm-hmm. I'm air quoting y'all, uh, that I needed to remove myself from that environment in order to finish school. And then I could make the decision to come back or not. And she helped me to process all of that because in the most clear path to that or the, what, what was going to make the most sense was me for me to go back home. So okay. I moved back home with my parents when I was 31. Um, wow. Which as an adult is something. Yes. Yeah, something. But I continued working with her on the phone while I was there, which was also very interesting. I did that for about a year. And then I, uh, then it was just too much. <laughs> There was, a, there was a lot of family. There was a lot of dynamic going on, but I did manage. I, I graduated. I did it. I did it. And then I came back to New York and then I, I, um, I wasn't, I wasn't in treatment when I came back to New York and I didn't even think to look for her. And then <laughs> I, uh, I had another therapist named Linda and then I had another therapist. And then after that, it was, uh, all modern analytic people that I'm okay. still with the same two that I've been with forever 
So when you think back to then, what was your expectation of therapy and did like the reality of the whole experience meet that, you know, like what, what did you think it would be like before you started it? Well, it's funny because I don't think I really thought about what it was going to be like. Right. Like, okay. So it, it was what it was, right. It was, well, I had the experience of, uh, my roommate being in therapy and her talking to me about it and what she, she really liked it. So she was in law school at the time and she, mm-hmm. um, she got her through the counseling center. And I don't actually think if it hadn't been for Mary, I might not have even thought about going to therapy. Like it wasn't something, I mean, there was no Google, there was no Instagram, right. social media. There was nothing that like therapy was not the norm. Right. It was um, actually trending now. So yeah. Right. It wasn't <laughs> like, I remember thinking, I don't, I, I'm not crazy, right? but I am really, really, really sad and confused. And I think that that was the big thing. Like I was super confused and I was like, it can't hurt. Right. I'm just going to mm-hmm. go talk to somebody, but I was scared right. I was going to learn something about myself that I didn't want to know, or which is so interesting, right? Like when you think, when you say it out loud, like, or you're going to have to talk about something that you don't want to talk about, or you're going to have to confess shit that you don't (laughs) want to tell anybody. Like I do this. Um, And then like something that you think is so bad. And then your therapist is like, is that it? You're like, yeah, didn't you hear me? I do this. And she's like, okay. okay." And you're like, (laughs) clearly you don't see this correctly. I told you, I, there is no, like, it's interesting. There's no shock value. Like, like we're both there. like, there's no shock value. There's nothing anyone could say to me that would like, no. And like, I think you like everything that goes on in your own mind is like, you're, as you know, it's your worst enemy. Horrible for this thing that you're thinking is like, okay, not a big deal. (laughs) Um, And it wasn't easy by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. Like it was really hard to grow and change, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was really pushing myself to really kind of almost be a different person. Like I was really looking for like a big change, not like a little itty bitty change. Like I Mm -hmm. was like, this shit cannot go on. Like I cannot, I cannot, this is not sustainable. And so in that effort, I think, um, learning, setting boundaries, uh, like finding new language, looking at myself in a different way was really, it was so challenging and exhausting. And that same dude, he did not leave me alone. So it was like, (laughs) like he didn't want me, but he didn't, he wanted to like, and it was so fascinating now as I like look back on it, Mm -hmm. like finding ways to put boundaries around that and separate from that relationship and be a different really show up in a different way in all my other relationships as a result of that okay yeah it was hard so is there any takeaways that you would give to the listeners to kind of help them with their first time oh um I guess I would say it's it's not going to be, it's not like, it's the best thing you can do for yourself and the hardest thing at the same time, yep. like harder than anything. Like now, even now I'm like 25 years in 
-hmm. (laughs) And like some days I'm like, God damn it. Like, really? Like, do I, am I going to go talk? And when I don't want to do it, I'm like, why? What's going to happen? Right. And it also like examining that relationship. But anyway, um, not that you have to stay for 25 years, but every day, (laughs) you know, like you're never step in the same river twice. Every day is a new day. You never know what's going to come up from your, in the back of your mind. So, um, and my other thing for people who are starting is that it gets I'm not going to say it gets easier, but I would say that to stick it out. I think that that's the thing. I think people go and it's like, and funny, I'm going to make it, I'm going to like dating, right? Like Mm -hmm. we go and we like, I don't know, three months. You're like, yeah, I'm done with you. Yeah. All right. And like on the other side of that three months, like if you hung out for three months, like that person must be interesting enough to like get your attention It's mm-hmm. like three days. And so if there's something there, then it's almost like in dating, like it starts to get a little bit more real after mm-hmm. three to six months, right? Like the rose colored glasses are gone. Like there's a real person in front of you. Like you're splitting the check now. They stay overnight. They're <laughs> slobs. They leave the shit off. Like your bathroom's a little bit of a mess, whatever. Like No more well, representative. Same thing yeah. with therapy, right? The rep- your representative goes away and shit just right. gets raw. So <laughs> then after, like the real reason that you probably did not know mm-hmm. is going to start to come out yep. over time. And you want to be with a person. And you also want to be with a therapist who's willing to sit with you and those feelings after mm-hmm. the six months nine months, 10 months, 10 years to be able to sit with that. And so I think that that's really important just to stick it out so that you can see it is like an onion. Keeps getting peeled back. Yeah. There's always something. All right, Diana, you did pretty good. Tell us about your first time in therapy. Sure. Sure. So we're going to now hear from my friend, right? Because I get to gush over my friend, uh, my friend Marvin, who is actually one of my besties. Marvin and I used to work together and we became instant friends. And we would go to lunch together and dinner and go see plays and all types of crap. And so he is um, on the show. I, I te- Well, no, look, I can't text him. And we talk about that, I think, in an interview. I have to DM him now. That's the only way I get to him. And it feels just like impersonal it feels like I'm not your friend that I have to dm you to like tell you anything but I dm'd him and I asked him to be on a show because I knew he was in therapy and he said yes and so I have to say he allows me to interview him from his car in Los Angeles (laughs) so there's a lot of stuff going on in the background we have a really good producer so I'm pretty sure you didn't hear it all I'm so excited to have you guys listen to my interview with Marvin about his first time in therapy. So sit back, sit back, grab your tea and and have have a listen. listen. We now know that mental health is equally as important as physical health. That's why Be Well Psychotherapy has created a space for personalized pathways designed to fully support your particular journey of being human. 
We provide both in-person and virtual sessions where clients can make real, authentic professional relationships with a therapist in real time. We ensure our clients feel completely secure regardless of their mental health concerns. The first step is understanding the benefits of therapy. And next is finding a resource that can speak to your specific goals and needs. Our diverse all-female staff serves 500 patients monthly and are dedicated to fostering growth and change in each session. With offices in Midtown Manhattan and Hoboken, New Jersey, we are here to make sure that everyone has easy access to the best of mental wellness on their own terms. Because maintaining good mental health is something we all need to be doing for our overall wellness and real growth. So book an appointment today at bewellpsychotherapy.com. I'm so excited to actually have one of my good friends on the podcast. Diana always has her friends. She's always gushing about how amazing her friends are. And so now I have one of my amazing friends on today. And I brought him here to talk about his first time. And I am not talking about his first sexual experience, guys. (laughs) I am talking about his first therapeutic experience, his first therapy session. So I have Marvin Telp. Marvin is an actor, a comedian, and an all-around amazing friend. And so I appreciate Marvin because we are taping, I'm in New York, Marvin is in LA. So it's kind of early in the morning and he said yes. So thank you, Marvin, for being here. No problem. No problem. No problem. And my first time was therapeutic. So maybe we can get into that too. It's fine. (laughs) We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. I think we'll just get right into it. So how did you feel before your first therapy session? Like what was going on with you? I've always been the person that's always kind of just looked into self-improvement and things of that nature on my own, because I think I'm very logical and sensical and can, can look, learn and whatever. But there was a time where I, was, I felt a little out of control, okay. um, angry, and just a lot of anger. And I was like, I don't know which, why I'm responding to so many things with such a visceral, like a visceral anger. Like I was like, you know, road rage is one thing, but like, lady, if you grab the orange, I'm grabbing at the, <laughs> the, the, the grocery store and I'm ready to kill you. There's, some, there's something going on. I need, I need to talk to somebody real quick because I'm losing it. I hear a lot of self-awareness. Like you were, I mean, you couldn't help but to be aware. I mean, if it was at that point, yeah, like, how could you not see it kind of thing? Right. It, it, I mean, it took a while, but like the grocery store thing, I was like, wait a minute, you, you should probably pull back a little bit, figure out what's going on. The orange wasn't that, it, it didn't even look that good. It wasn't even that big of a deal, right? Yeah. Did you, okay, so a lot of people I've talked to, either they've been like in person, they've done like um, virtual, like your first session, was it an in-person session or was it virtual? My therapy experience, I've had, I've been with other therapists okay. in my time, my first therapy my appointment where I actually liked someone is not my first actual therapy session. My first actual therapy session. Yeah. So my first actual therapy session was in person mm-hmm. and it was a white woman who tried to white explain a lot of things to me. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Okay. So I would gather that didn't last too long. Did it? No. I mean, How long I, did you I, say? I finished the appointment. Okay, so we got through an appointment, like 45 minutes, you got through that. Something like that, maybe 30, 32. Got it. So now when you think about therapy, did you think about, was there anything off limits for you? 
No, I'm not a, you know me very well. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a dude that's like, oh no, I'm too shy to talk about it. I'm going to talk about things that other people don't even want to hear <laughs> most of the time. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very open bookish because like life is experiences. Right. And if these are my experiences, those are just what it is. So you probably are the person who actually needs a therapist because your friends are probably like, okay, Marv, like, where is this going? <laughs> Listen, my friends are always along for the ride, though. So I'm I'm, I'm glad my, my friends are my friends for a reason. OK, so nothing is off limits in therapy. The therapy that you're in now, because we're not going to mm-hmm. talk about that first one, I gather, because yeah, it didn't last very long. Not much mm-hmm. came from it, I would gather. Right. Well, no. Well, let me ask you this. Were you um, surprised at the way in which she white splained you? Like, did you think that things were going to be different from like, you know, your expectation to the actual reality of it? Um, it, it was weird because going in, I just needed, like, I wasn't going, going, oh my gosh, it's time for therapy and my awakening. I just, I was going in to like, like my friends, like I have, I have a good base of friends who I can mm-hmm. talk to, but sometimes your friends are on your side Right. Because they're your friends. They may not challenge you in the ways that you might need to be challenged. (laughs) Right. So I kind of was more expecting just to have a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And and her perspective was so far from another perspective that it 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 made me think, but it didn't help, if that makes sense. And that's fine. Like her value system, her her day to day and everything is it's different. So why would you know it's hard to have someone not be able to relate to you? and then help guide you through a bunch of things um, or help you work through things that are based on your own value system. Right. So do you think that maybe race or gender is important to you now in the therapeutic experience? Yeah. Uh, So as you know, my, the, the, the therapist before the one I have now was a woman. Mm -hmm. Now I'm with a black dude. Oh, very different. Or is it different? Huh? I said, I, first I said, oh, very different. But then let me ask you, is it different for you? Yeah, it's very different. It's it's similar to like how talking to your homegirl and talking to your homeboy is different because there's a lot of things you don't have to explain. explain. Yeah. Right? Like, don't have to explain this. Hey, this is what's happening. And there's, you know me, we, we build rapport quickly. So- I'm pretty sure our conversations are not the ones that you train someone on. Like, you're not right. going to be like, hey, <laughs> sit on this call because you're going to learn something. You're going to be on call like, what are they talking about? <laughs> is this legal? Yeah, it is. It's legal. <laughs> so when it comes to the therapist you have now, uh-huh. what was the expectation and did the reality kind of meet the expectation? Um, The close. I would say the expectation was um, I wanted someone that was going to be a little more, a little more able to relate to some of my um, baser tendencies. Uh, Help me understand baser tendencies. <laughs> some of my baser tendencies. Yeah, you know we're not all great people all the time. Right. And yes. So there are certain things that we have, our negative traits, things that we need to improve on, and those things that when you're when you're talking about it and you're trying to work through it, it's hard to try to explain it and mm-hmm. then work through it and then explain why that's even the thought process. And that would that that disconnect started to come with 
the uh, my therapist before because she's a woman. And mm-hmm. so there would be some very guy things that I would say. And she would listen and 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 talk and work. She's fantastic, but mm-hmm. it was it was very different than getting a yo. <laughs> <laughs> you did what? It's it, like that's it's different because now it's like I don't have to explain the what and why. Now we're trying to figure out the the how. Okay, so now we're just processing. Or, yeah, yeah, the processing, and so it's easier to cut to the quick. Got it. Yeah. So then with the guy you have now, what did you mm-hmm. think of the therapist? And does it feel like a personal relationship, professional or like a hybrid? It's a hybrid. It's definitely a hybrid because he's he's a cool dude. He's still not what one of my friends, like one of my homies, the conversation is still, you know, guided. And even though it's fun and we and we still get to work. Right. Um, yeah. So. And sometimes it's a lot of times it's just let me come to the answer that I already knew. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. That's um, what we do. Yeah. We just kind of maybe hold your hand a little bit or guide you to it a little bit, but you get there. Yeah. So with this new therapist, how did you feel after the first session? What was that like? It was a little, it was, I was debating about going back. Really? Because once you, once you build rapport. Mm Mm-hmm. And you build a relationship, there's a little more understanding. And this is like starting over again. It was like dating, right? Like right. when you have, you can be in a decent relationship and be like, oh man, I don't like the fact that she doesn't cook. And then and it becomes like a problem. And then you go out on another date and you're like, damn, you know, I could have ate out a little more. I was We're not that big of a deal. <laughs> you know what? I made I made a mountain out of a molehead. Like it was one of those. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like. Yeah, he a dude, but maybe I should have just like rocked on a little bit. Uh, and then a couple couple more sessions and dudes cool as hell. Are you guys just doing virtual? You and him? Just virtual. Yeah. And what is that like? Right? Because I think that when you come to an office, that's the whole thing of like, okay, so we sit in an office, we're waiting for the person to come out. Um, you know, what are they going to look like? You know, maybe, you know, facial expressions, all of those things, mannerisms. You don't really worry about that because you don't see them. You just hear well, No, no, I see him. Oh, you do? So you do video? Yeah, I see okay. him. But it doesn't, I mean, I don't care either way, honestly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not on, maybe because I didn't, I didn't immerse myself in the, in that world beforehand. Okay. Meaning like, I do stand up. So when I do stand up and we had to do it virtually, mm-hmm. it was like, this I is I went to dumb. one of your virtual performances. <laughs> like, this is dumb. But then, like, that's because I had the stage to understand the difference. Beforehand, yeah. Yeah. Without, I guess, without having the stage, I don't really have a horse in the fight of, like, missing something. I can't miss it if I didn't have it. Okay. Yeah. And how often do you go to therapy? Oh, it's once a week now. Once a week now. During the pandemic, I was in there, like, swimwear. (laughs) Just bored, nothing to do. You know what? I'm going to call her. Hey. I'm paying. Yes. Okay. So you, so you had a, a woman during the pandemic mm-hmm. and then you've changed since while in the pandemic, you've changed therapists. Yeah. So that's interesting. Cause what was that like? Right. Because it's kind of like a breakup a little bit. And so like, how was that? Like, how did you decide that? Listen, maybe I need something different. No, I mean, well, so that was, that's one of the things like 
when I say she was dope, she was legitimately dope. So it's like we were we were having a conversation and we were talking about dating. And my one of the things that tended to have come up a lot is my attracting unavailable women. Yes. And so we were just talking about it. And I was like, I said something and she was like, you sound like you're talking to a dude. And I was like, see, if I was talking to a dude, he would get it. Okay. And she was like, have you ever thought about, and I was like, oh, are you done with me? Is that what this is? Like, I took it personal. Oh, you did? Felt like she was breaking yeah. up with you? I was like, is this, is this, and we joked and laughed. And she was like, mm-hmm. it's something. And then she recommended three dudes. And like, she was, yeah, she was dope. Like, it wasn't weird at all. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So your decision to go to therapy and be consistent, does it feel brave? Like, because no. when we talk about it, sometimes it's like, it feels like a brave thing to do, to have the self-awareness to say, like, maybe I do need a little bit more help. And also to go somewhere on a weekly basis, bi-weekly, whatever it is, and talk about you in ways that sometimes we don't know how to prioritize ourselves, right? But you are like, no, I am going to prioritize me and what I need. And I'm going to go to this place and I'm going to talk about me and figure out what's going on with me, which can feel scary too sometimes. The um, things you figure I, out I, about I, yourself. I just think that's that I, you know, I can see why people would feel that way. Mm-hmm. That that just that's not me. Like I don't care. Like I I think it's I I know what's beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we do what's beneficial. Like there's there's no fear. I don't. I'm not ashamed or bashful or or held to that black stereotype of like, oh, you're crazy if you're going to therapist because. People think I'm crazy anyway. So why would it matter and what capacity they hold my crazy? Right. right? So the taboo like, that exists within the black community. Did you ever yeah. feel that? Yes, but this is also a younger version of me, right? Like ever right. is like from there was a time where there were a bunch of things where I'm okay with it now that I would have never been okay with it if you would have asked 18 to 25 year old. Right. Right. And that's that's I think that's just growth and maturity. If, if we don't grow and mature, then what are we doing? I mean, I think about the toxic, the toxicity of the like the man up. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you got this man up. You don't need no help. And for you to be like, yeah, nah, I do need help. And that's OK, too. And I'm going to go well, get it. Or do you do you view it as help? I, I think that's really the real question. How do you view therapy? I, I view it as assistance more than help. Like, I'm not uh-huh. I, I think. I'm like, I'm not falling at the altar, you know, Mm -hmm. going, I can't do this. Please help me. That's that's not the thing. I'm, I'm aware that um, I'm very opinionated. Mm -hmm. I'm aware that I can be very type A. Mm -hmm. And so what both of those lead to that, it leads to me having my own blind spots. Mm -hmm understanding that sometimes I might look at something and I might analyze it and I might miss the blind spots. So that's what I say more of assistance mm-hmm. is, is, is getting these blind spots or, or uncovering these moments, but it's not like, I, I've never felt like I'm falling apart. I've never been someone and I'm very grateful. Like I don't suffer from anxiety. So mm-hmm. like there are people who are, who are using therapy for, these tools of processing things that are out of control for them. I've never really felt that way. 
So it it more feels like just having a a, a voice of reason that's not a friend mm-hmm. whose goal is to help me also process and react and respond better. So for you, is therapy a need or a want? It's a want. I mean, oh, that's that's a messy question. It's a messy question. Don't let's don't get messy. That's a messy question because it's I don't need to go to the gym, right? But I need to go to the gym. Well, right. Yeah. So, so I don't need is it a to need go to therapy. Or but I need to go. No, Nick. Mm. <laughs> it's a need. Is there it goes that you want? It's a need. Yes. Listen, it's not about what I want. Like, no, like, as a therapist, like it's not about me, what I want. You're, me, you're asking leading <laughs> questions right now, therapist. It's a leading question. <laughs> I think that there is a beauty in figuring out it's something that I feel like I need. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not going to fall apart, but it's something that I appreciate having in my life. And so now it has become a need for me. Yeah. It's it's become routine. Right. Like I I go work out X amount of days a week Mm -hmm. because I like to look a certain way and I like to feel a certain way. The same. And my health is important. And therapy is the same thing. But for my mental health, I like to think a certain way. I like to feel a certain way. Right. And so, that's the beauty yeah. of it, that we are now looking at mental health in the same way we are looking at our overall health, our physical yes. health. Yeah. So do, is therapy something that you talk about with your boys? Like, is it a secret? Was it ever a secret? Like, or, or is it something that's like, yo, yeah, I go to therapy. I was at therapy. I'm going to have to call you back. You know, is that something yeah, no, we say I, now? I just think it's, yeah. I think today it's way more accepting, it's right? Trending. Like, Yeah, my boys, like my boys, I'm like, yo, therapy. He's like, yo, my therapist, like, we're like, we we're all in therapy or just out of therapy or debating about going back in. Jason, <laughs> it's, it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of that because people are understanding that they're trying to uh, navigate a world, and probably especially as black men on and women weren't giving the tools from our parents to to negotiate a lot of this stuff, right? Like you said, that that man up mentality um that you bet not cry uh Mm -hmm. uh, and all of those things are things that we struggle against regularly because that's our that's the value system that's the base of being again that black man aspect right the rule of suck it up man up the rule of you aren't a man if you aren't sleeping with 22 chicks like all those things are things that you battle against because those are the rules you learn coming up. Right. And those rules are no longer acceptable for you. Right. Like when you come to a point where your value system has changed and you're like, okay, this doesn't work for me anymore. Yes. And I'm okay with saying that out loud that this no longer works. And I do think that as a black person, sometimes it's like life is supposed to be hard. That's kind of what was taught to us. And it's like, right. oh no, it don't have to be. Right. Like I, I can actually figure out how this thing doesn't have to be just so difficult and so hard. I can actually go get the assistance that I need. Right. So I can mm-hmm. feel better. I can make better decisions. So things don't always feel like a struggle. Yes. And I can go outside and get it. Right. And I don't have to go to church to get it. Right. And it doesn't have to come from a friend. It can actually come from a professional. But I also think the difference is, is that there are professionals who look like you now. Yes. Right. That you can get it from. Right. And so that feels very different. Yeah. I mean, that's like I said, my 
I don't know how many years ago it was at this point, but it was it was white women. That was that was the the demographic of therapy. If you thought a therapist was a white woman. Right. So now, I mean, it's not a ton of us, but we're out there. So we're, you can look at someone and go, oh, thank God we can we can get there. And as it expands a little more, I can't wait until there's a thug agency. Where the dude is out of jail. And he's just like, yo, I trap and I shoot people in the face, but I'm going to help you get through this. Because now we're going to be able to reach the dudes that need to talk to that dude, too. That is that's actually who they are. Right. And they yes. don't want to be that anymore. So right. now they found the person who they feel like truly understands. And I think that there's that thing about understanding and yep. you don't want to go to therapy and explain culture. Right. And so when you so for women who for women and men who come see me, they're like, I was looking for you, which only means like I was looking for a black therapist, Anisha, right? Yes. And so, yes, me and you didn't ha- have the same life. And I know that. But there are some things I just don't have to explain to you. And I appreciate that. Yes. We just get on the same page faster. Faster. Which actually yep. means that you're probably more likely to stay in therapy, right? Because it doesn't feel like such a heavy lift. And it feels like you're not really having a heavy lift right now with the last two therapists. Definitely. It didn't feel like a heavy lift. And even no, now, it may have feel like a very different one now that you no. have. Yeah. And once you and once you're in it, it doesn't feel like the lift is less and less. Yeah. So for you, um, what do you think that you wish you knew your first session that you know now? And like, are there kind of any takeaways that you could give to the listeners about their first time in therapy? I would say from my first time to now, the thing that I. Um, that I know about myself is I'm very protective of my feelings for someone who didn't think he had a lot of feelings for, for the longest time. I just thought, you know, you just navigate through life and feeling is a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. And so I structured my life and myself and a lot of my choices to protecting myself from having my feelings affected because I didn't know how to deal with them. Right. Uh, and so it affects so many things that I do mm-hmm. uh, now. And I would say just for the listeners, like for, for those who are going into their first one or who's debating about going into their first one, like give it a couple of times. Like don't don't think you're going to have this smashing breakthrough in the first the first session. Right. Thank you, Marvin. Like, they need to hear that. I keep telling people they don't understand it. Not you know what the it first is? one. The first it's eight, like, maybe. No, no, I got it. It's like your first time. Like we, we were talking joking about earlier. Your first time wasn't good. You didn't you know what you was it. doing. <laughs> you stuck with it. You stuck with it. When and you, you refused was, to give up. So why refused? not refuse to give up on therapy too? <laughs> right. You refused. you was like, I finished way earlier than I should have. I I apologize. I'm embarrassed. But I'm gonna try it again. If you are it willing to feel- see me again, I'm willing to come back again. <laughs> this hurt like hell. I don't know why people are having fun with this. You know, we st- and some of us haven't had a good time for Since. 15 years. <laughs> but we keep doing years. it. And we keep like, it, this is going to be the one. Stick with therapy. <laughs> Give yourself some time to get, you know, loosened up and get the, the juices flowing. And you'll, you'll be amazed at what you discover. I appreciate that because listen, it is not going to be like amazing that first time. No. no. And actually the first time in therapy, it might be just painful. 
right? Like, I mean, like there might be a lot of crying, a lot of hurt feeling, but come back. Cause like maybe two, three sessions from now, you might feel a little lighter. You might Listen, feel a little better. It's ebbs and flows. It like ebbs said, and flows. There might be a little bit of pain in the beginning, but it gets better. I promise. It gets better. So, so from Marvin and me, it gets better people. It gets okay? better. But also know the therapist is not there to fix it. I think Marvin, you pointed that out. That's all you. Yeah. That's like the work that you have to do. Like yeah. we are there as guides, right? And we help you along the way, but you got to put that work in. Yep. So thank you so much, Marvin. One of my besties for actually coming on. And I was just telling someone earlier that I realized now in order to get to you, I have to DM him on IG. We never had to talk like this, but now I'm like, I'm DM him the whole thing. Hey, I want you to be on the podcast. Hey, can you be here? Hey, what time? Why do we not use regular texting anymore? But that's a whole nother thing. The thing is, when <laughs> here's my, this is my real problem with texting. Okay. I get so many text messages in a day. Okay. So if I look and go, all right, I'll answer it later. I might not get to it. I'll get like, oh, Marvin, can we move five minutes? Can we do this? Can we do that? Can we do this? Can we do this? And so the text messages drop off and then out of sight, out of mind. Got it. So now no, no one's I in my like that, ladies, yet. Right. Maybe we should put your picture on this when we put it out there. And so and maybe so you might get some friend. available women in your DMs. We will see. Shirt off. Shirt off, of course. Uh, Marvin likes to have his shirt off too, ladies. Yeah. Okay, Marvin. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate you coming. I will talk to you soon. Thank you, yeah. guys. Um, I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.